following episode of Dave's Video Graveyard contains spoilers and naughty words. Listener discretion is advised. Of all the film podcasts in the world, this is definitely one of them. Covering the best of the worst and the worst of the best of all things film. This is Dave's Video Graveyard with Polly and Dave. The best of the worst and the worst of the best of all things film. It's Dave's Video Graveyard. Polly, what the fuck did I do to you? <laughs> you have picked this week's movie and boy oh boy, nothing like putting on a fucking movie at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Peek behind the curtain. And the little player that tells you how long the movie's going says two hours and 24 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about 1992's Alien 3. This is Wilma Control, head of the fact. A 337 model EEV crash landed here on the morning walk. There was one survivor, two dead, and the droid that was hopelessly smashed beyond repair. The survivor is a woman. With 25 prisoners in this facility, all scum, just because they've taken on religion, doesn't make them any less dangerous. Let's see if I have this correct, Lieutenant. It's an eight-foot creature of some kind with acid for blood, and it arrives on your space. It kills on sight and is generally unpleasant. When they first heard about this thing, it was crew expendable. The next time they sent in Marines, they were expendable too. What makes you think they're going to care about a bunch of lifers who found God at the ass end of space? Might kill you just for having seen it. Give you thanks, O oh Lord. Wrath has come the times near for us. The apocalypse is upon us. Let us be ready. Let your mercy be just. Sorry. <laughs> now, <laughs> what did I do? I look. I um, and I remember. I remember what I thought of this. I think we'll talk about something on our one of the previous on the shows. wireless on the wireless. Yeah, and um, I was like, oh, Alien Three, we should do that because I just I I basically had a eighties montage of the best bits of the movie with nothing in between, <laughs> and I was like, this is gonna be awesome. And then I sat down and watched. Now, which version did you watch? I watched the one you told me to watch, which the, was the cow, the basically yes, it's either the cow one or the dog one. Yeah. The cow one. Yeah, I've got to say, a full discretion. I've never seen this movie before. Really? I, okay. I thought I had, but I really haven't. Okay. When the opening scroll happened, I saw Charles dance, and I was like, ah. Oh, this is going to be something. <laughs> and what I was treated to... Listen, anyone listening to this podcast that's short of time, I'm going to sum it up. This 
in our 40, I think it's about 40 episodes we've done, this is the most boringest fucking movie we have covered. Is this, because obviously, as we've talked many times, the Alien franchise to you is very special, close to your heart, Mm -hmm. much like the Terminator franchise is to me. Is this your Terminator Genesis? Or was the Prometheus or Resurrection? Yes, probably the my Terminator one. Three in the thing that like um, there's so many good bits in it, but like Superman Three is better than this <laughs> fucking movie. Um, all, but all the parts together is just doesn't work. So I think the reason I have such a, a love for this movie is because it came out. You know, when you're younger and movies just before you're sort of born or in the movie sort of watching thing like this thing so so long ago yes this was an alien movie that came out and I can actually remember it coming out and then it was on TV quite regularly I remember and this is kind of a definite sign of the times and what it took to cause controversy I remember every single interview with Sigourney Weaver at the time was about the fact she had to shave her head for the role yeah and that was the biggest news story ever, and she wore a wig at home so that her daughter wasn't scared of her. Was that stuff. Between, between that and G.I. Jane? I was going to say, <laughs> and then Demi Moore did the same thing. And I think, like, because this was on before, like, um, there was a time where they didn't play Aliens nearly every, like, three or four weeks um, yeah. on, on one of the channels, sort of thing. And, like, before it got Shawshank. And the thing is, like, I mean, going back to the Aliens, um, I will say one of the first times I ever saw, like, the full cut was when I think one of the channels like actually played like the special edition and I didn't have a tape long enough with ads to like it was a three hour tape and then with ads it actually was over three hours actually in saying that obviously we mentioned Terminator 3 this reminded me of Terminator Salvation it was so self-serious it had the building blocks of like the franchise up to that point but it was just like fuck all these building blocks I cannot believe they killed Michael Bean and fucking Newt off screen there was one survivor two dead and a droid that was hopelessly smashed beyond repair the survivor is a woman Michael Bean hated it so much that he wouldn't give the likeness to his corpse in the yeah, thing, right. so they actually had to like do like it's like it kind of looks like a dude it kind of could be like um Hicks but it's um I saw him as as somebody that she could depend on, you know, somebody that was uh, that so she, you know that she didn't have to be this like person who was completely independent of everybody else and didn't seem to care for anybody else and was like uh, uh, jaded and guarded and resentful of everybody around her. And I thought that what I represented somehow showed a, a uh, softness in her, which I thought was important to the character. Uh, and I thought was great for the character. Obviously, they didn't they didn't think so. And obviously, maybe I saw it more as becoming like a team, <laughs> you know, like Ripley and Hicks from then on in, you know. And uh, you know, whether it was Sigourney or, or whoever, probably right rightfully so saw did not see it that way. And I I mean I can understand that, but it's just a shame that what I call the uh, likability like a like story that's what i used to call it between her and i i think could have developed in a third one and then i think maybe i could have been killed off in the third one or something where she really does fall for hicks even more i mean you don't have to do that much more we i mean there wasn't there were only a couple little scenes in aliens to get that kind of attraction that we had for each other and you could just do a little bit more of that in Aliens 3 and then kill me off. And then my character ends with, you know, her grieving over me. And, you know, then the character really has an end. This way it was just like, 
gone, you know. Here's a picture of him and he died. And I didn't think that was very worthy of uh, what I had, uh, you know, brought to the relationship with, with her character. And I just thought it could have been played out in that, in that way much, much better. Yeah, and I, I remember the, the, the autopsy scene where they were noticed. It's still, it's like, apparently um, the stuff they cut out um, they shot like even the, the crew got like sick on set. I did so read that in the, for long. Yeah, man, like it's it's a dark. This is the thing. The sum of this part is terrible, but like, is it a, such a good idea? Like this this prison planner, but this is like the last of a long line of ideas for this movie. I'm sorry to push one of your franchises in the gutter, but mm. with the autopsy scene we're talking about, I couldn't stop thinking of the autopsy scene from a previous episode from Bordello of Blood, <laughs> where he's playing with the boobs because that's Jesus pretty much what's Christ. happening. <laughs> So this basically takes place on planet Phil Collins' prison because <laughs> everyone in this movie is fucking Phil Collins. All thieves, rapists, murderers, child molesters, all scum. Just because they've taken on religion doesn't make them any less dangerous. And it was weird because like, it was one of those ones where it was like weird that they didn't really... like they got Oh, Sigourney Weaver and there's only like a few Americans in this movie like everyone else is, is British the dude with three names it's Charles Dutton yes yeah um, love him in this movie he's the best part of this movie by a long long shot yeah yeah so most people probably would have seen the actual one that we're not really covering like, it's, it's, which is the normal theatrical release so, um, and that one the dog gets infected and Charles when Charles S. Dutton's doing his um very lengthy speech about two people he doesn't even know. <laughs> um, just a eulogy where he's just like, that, I want Charles S. Dunn to, to, to rock up to my funeral and say that. The stilted delivery of that was fucking weird because they'd already done the like prayer and everything. Yeah, the, yeah, the funeral yeah. was over and I was like, Why the sacrifice? Why the pain? There aren't any promises. Nothing's certain. Only that some get called, some get saved. She won't ever know the hardship and grief for those of us left behind. We commit these bodies to the void. With a glad heart. Within each seed, there is a promise of a flower. And within each death, no matter how small, there's always a new life. A new beginning. Amen. And I, sorry, but I love the um, the main warden in this movie, Brian Glover. Um, he's actually in a, um, do you remember the TV series Bottom? Yes. He's in that. He's in Really? He's, he's their next door neighbour. I could recognise so many people from this. Oh, if you've and seen any English TV in the last 20 years, like, you would have seen one of, at least one of the Watching the character Junior run around. Yeah. And I was like, is that the making a murderer guy? And I looked at it fucking full on is. <laughs> He's a grown up now. So like when, um, but when he does his eulogy, I like how he goes, dust. 
Dude, Dumbass. And he's just like, don't know these people, don't give a fuck. And then Charles is done and is like, motherfucker, I'm not done yet. So that was the intercut with like the dog um, exploit. The big thing was the exploding dog. Well, because I, I did hear that. I'm pretty sure you actually told me at some point because I didn't do too much research because I was so angry at you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were saying that there was a cut because basically director uh, David Fincher. Fincher behind, you know, the the power behind some of the greatest movies, yep. if you're a bro particularly, like a bit of fight. <laughs> but he had a nightmare with the studio. Yep. And I remember you saying that originally it was, I don't know if it's the theatrical version, there was a dog alien and a cow alien. Yeah. Which yeah. this one's like the big bull alien. Yeah, so like this is this is the one where. Um, so the little white one was a dog alien, but this is cut to be one nah, alien. So like basically, like the theatrical version um, is still pretty much the same thing, but then the the alien originates from being inside a dog, and so. Do like, you just um, mail in an, a, an hour of your life that they gave you from it, or like do you present a coupon? Apparently, um, and I'm not sure because I, I, after this I didn't want to watch the watch it all again in a different cut. Apparently, there is differences to the way the alien is walking and all stuff like that. Like, with the, with the dog, it actually does have some, like, canine well, things. Well, I did notice... The cow one is a bit different. A lot of the upside-down point-of-view shots of the alien crawling around the ceiling and shit, the xenomorph, it was actually galloping like a dog some of the time. Yeah. And other times it was... But, and that uh, is because they, they didn't cut it quite well enough. Um, I would like yeah. to time travel back to, I think it was episode like four or five that we did on Resident Evil and send a massive apology to everyone involved in creating the liquor because the special <laughs> effects in this movie... You know what? They're not special effects. They are just effects. Especially the one after they come out the cow. Like, it just tracks <laughs> Like, it just looks so bad. Um, Troma could have done a better job with yeah. this. I was expecting, like, you know, from um, Space Wars, uh, hello, my honey. <laughs> um, so, if you uh, don't... One, of my, for, one of my first notes... Sorry, before we get to... We did mention the autopsy. One of my first notes is, do you know, other than the Saw franchise... Has there ever been a sequel where one of the main characters has got an autopsy on screen in the sequel? Because I was like, fuck, it's not just you're burning down what everyone loved about the last one. You're pissing on it. Too. Well, that's the thing, yeah. And, like, if, if you read, like, any any sort of um, reviews of this, it's like, they didn't just... Yeah, like, I mean, to, to basically in the, in the opening credits go, yeah, all the stuff, like, the, 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 the pods break open and they die and all this stuff and it's just like oh man like it not- would be like putting like it's basically this is the return to Oz of this franchise because yep. it's like hey you know your fucking movie you love and hold dearly yeah here's me stabbing all the characters in the throat so the original one of the original things was um the planet um they didn't know whether Sigourney Weaver was going to come back so one of the, the actual scripts out there which you can read is um it's Bishop and Hicks Yep. And I think Newt might be there at some point too, but like they're they're the ones on the prison planet and it looks way, way better. And then there's another one, did you ever read the one at the wooden planet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like the monks on the wooden planet yeah. and it's like all changing and stuff like that. That's like I've read like the the um some of the uh the illustrations from that looks amazing. And, be so weird. and a look at how apocalypse now this film actually was. There was I think they said two million dollars worth of sets built. Mm. that never mm. made it into the movie because they, yeah, yeah, they wrote it out of the story. It's so bad. So um, they, she basically crash lands. Uh, Hicks and Newt are gone. Bishop's still there, uh, just in like a sort of a puddle of milk like they usually are. And she is just like... She's, she has to wait, I think, two weeks for a pickup. Be- because I hadn't seen this, I read, obviously, Lance Hendrickson's name comes up at the start. <laughs> she finds the scrap of basically just part of his arm and his mangled head 
and it's mostly uh, like a practical effect. I was like, did they have to give him like fourth billing just for that, not realizing that yeah. he turns up at the <laughs> end? And I was like, wow, he had some pull at some time. That little exhale he gives when he dies, like, <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. I mean, he's like, he should get an Oscar just for that. If anyone, oh man, Lance Hendrickson is so much fun because he's so fucking self serious. If anyone ever gets a chance, check out the making of documentary about uh, Near Dark. Oh, yeah. He yeah. wrote a full fucking backstory to a character that did not have anything to do with what he did on screen. It was fucking hilarious. So, she crashes on this planet. There's nothing but prisoners there. There's no guards. Yeah. There's just... It's kind of a self-contained mining planet slash prison. Maximum security. So, she crashes... This was a time of practical effects, and I've got to say, how unsettling. She washes up on the beach, and there's all mites. And I was watching it, and I'm like, that is fucking acting, because she has shit crawling all over her. It looks really, really um, fun. Like, that, this, this whole movie, if you could describe it in an old word, is it actually real dirty. Like, it's a real dirty film. Like, I would entire... describe it as bleak and dirty. It's yeah, just... yeah. It's just, it's what it's going back to those old sci-fi, and I'm pretty sure that's what Fincher had in mind, like those old gritty sci-fi movies from the 70s and 80s. It's just like, I you can't do that with a, with a franchise like this. The biggest thing left over from his, like, his calling card that was left when he left the production was the colour grading because he loves some depressing colour grading and boy it's bright oranges from the fire with like bronze brown and green and it's just like it looks great like most of the time here's my major problem with this movie when I when I rewatched it again and I think this is what I forgot about it is it that it sucks is that you've got so that the fan scene so when the when the uh, the alien finally pops out and starts offing people, there is like three or four quick deaths in really really quick succession, and then an hour of nothing, and then it just runs to the finish. I'm like, why did you have that hour of nothing in there? That's what kills this movie. They could have just made it like a, pretty much like a, a slasher movie in, in in that regard. But that fan scene where he gets sucked into the fan and the aftermath looks fucking amazing you know what we are 100% doing on a future episode we're doing Alien Resurrection because <laughs> it is infinity times better than this yeah. I know everyone everyone gets elitist about that in the franchise and talks down about it but guess what it's fucking fun and flashy and everything this film is yeah definitely I and I, I, I had the urge to watch it again after this but then I was like I think I need to like, break <laughs> we, we covered in an early episode that one thing that really gets me in movies is when someone gets punched in the teeth and they get blood teeth mm. didn't realise that eye infections were my oh. biggest issue because Sigourney has an eye infection in one eye for most of the start of this and I was actually going to turn the film off. It was a bit much for me. In a Maybe. film where a fucking xenomorph comes out of a cow's carcass, yeah, fine with that. Just a bit of an infected eye, no thanks. I think, um, and this what, and this is probably what softens both for me, because like we, me and my mates used to talk about this film all the time, like more so than Aliens, because we hadn't seen Aliens as much. Yeah, like what's this, and like. We, if, you go to a video. You know where James was in 1992. <laughs> yeah, he was well, busy doing stuff that was better. Meat even um, liquid metal. Yeah, like it was this. Like we didn't. And if you go to the, the video store to go on rent, like aliens were stolen. Like no one, no one had aliens. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's just like this is one we watched on on TV and 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 had all, and the movies and stuff. So we always talked about a Genki Eye. 
That was one thing. Um, the autopsy and also the fan bit. And then... Because um, it's an all-male thing. She actually gets almost sexually assaulted where the prisoners decide yep. they're going to attack. Um, done so by they... the guy, initiated by the guy that you'll see him... Um, you know the dude in uh, Mindhunters? On... Yeah, sorry, I meant Mindhunters, not how to make it... Yeah, yeah that's he's, a, he's the guy from Mindhunters. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's the guy in that. So, yeah, I was just like, oh, he looks like... And he's so young. Like, it looks he looks so young. And I'm like, oh, there's him. Yeah. Uh, they, they go to sexual assault her and I'm going to play this clip because... Power Rangers music. What was that? <laughs> the the music. I actually looked up who did the music, and I was just like, "It's weird. It's weirdly scored. It's so weirdly." And I'm, I'm going to talk like, about it later in the episode. But yeah. there's one bit where the musical cue. I yeah. feel like someone lent on a mixing board by accident. <laughs> My God. Now let's talk about Charles Dance. There's also these things in movies where like they do this cat and mouse thing. Like they wanted to know. Like she wants to know why he's in there. He wants to know why she wanted the autopsy. And fuck me if they don't have this conversation about four times. Yeah, but his backstory was better than the movie. I want to see that. I want to see that backstory too. Yeah. Um, so we find out that he basically missed. He was he was drunk and he um he killed and accidentally prescribed the wrong medication. I was considered to be most promising, a man with a future. And during my first residency, I did a thirty-six hour stretch on an ER. So I went out and I got more than a little drunk. Then I got called back. Boiler had blown on a fuel plant and there were 30 casualties. And 11 of them died. Not as a result of the accident, but because I prescribed the wrong dosage of painkiller. I got seven years in prison and my license reduced to a 3C. Yeah, so that's why he's there in the prison. And I like that they didn't take his medical license. They just no. stepped it down a couple of steps. And Sigourney's like, well, you know what? I want to fuck you now. <laughs> this is that was, this is the weirdest. She's just doing it. And I, they, I like the, the honesty of it. She's just like, wants to get it out. She's just like, look, I just, like, I've got nothing else to do here. I'm, I'm pretty fucking... And he's just like, well, <laughs> I've been just with Charles S. Dutton this entire time. <laughs> so I'm, I want and he starts singing, I've been waiting for a girl. Like, <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> so Charles S. Dutton and Charles Dance in this film, the two Charlies. Charlies, yeah. They have the Jeffrey Dean Morgan effect of The Walking Dead where... You know when someone acts when no one else is? Mm. That's what you get from both these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two actors in a room full of extras, because, fuck, they really steal it. And, like you said, Sigourney wasn't sure if she was going to come back, because it seems that once someone works with Uncle James, they don't want to continue without him. Well. <laughs> I've got to say, like, you felt like she didn't want to be there for a lot of it. And I know it was meant to be the character, but I felt I felt like I was watching Sigourney not want to be at work. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, when you watch her in Resurrection, like, not covering too much of that now, but, like, she looks like she actually, she's generally having fun. Like, they, they said to her, look, hey, can you go in there and just be, like, a um, an action star? And she's like, yeah, I can do that. Pass her a basketball in this movie set. <laughs> it's not going to go the same. Um, so, I'm excited for that now. That's how much I did not like this film. Yeah, so... Um, it's also got it's got a deep blue sea moment moment in it where there's a big speech and then yeah and I was gonna say um, yeah that's a hundred percent I'm like whoever wrote the deep yeah. blue sea scene 
wrote it because of this scene. Yeah, Brian bottled the water and gets um, off really, really uh, um, quickly. I've got to say, it felt like they were trying to recapture the slow burn of the original Alien. And they just didn't nail it because the pacing of this movie is you troublesome. You can't slow burn it in when you're doing, like, you know, a guy being eaten by a fan or, like, blown up by a fan and, like, you know, picked up off... It's, it's just really weirdly timed. Um, they after the end, like, poor we, timing, really, because two weeks ago we were having fun with The Rock doing this exact movie. <laughs> but now it's just like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. Like... Yeah, and then we got the iconic scene where, like, he... She's in the Medibay, and uh, the <laughs> that guy that's the he's overacting his ass off. Um, what's his name? The uh, Danny Webb. He plays Morse. He's the one that um, get the alien kills him, and he's got blood all over his face, and he's in the, he's in the um, the Medibay, and then like the alien comes in, and he's just like having this fit on the bed. Um, but kind of, he's kind of smiling and laughing at the because t- he's crazy. Like that's what we set up is like he yeah. has problems. And these are the cool element. They managed to get the xenomorph into the the toxic waste hold. Yeah. And basically, they're going to lock it there till Waylon, whatever that's called, shows yep. up. And the crazy guy begs to be let off the bed because there's no danger anymore. Yeah. First thing he does is go down and opens the thing. So we get a bit of, uh, is it Dr. Smith from Lost in Space? Oh, yeah, So yeah. we just get... And it's a trope now, which I don't oh, know yeah. if it was then, because obviously... Well, the, the reason I love Terminator more than the Alien franchise is because I wasn't good with horror movies when I was younger. Yeah. So I'd watch those rather than Aliens because mm. Aliens get the fuck out of me. But, oh man, this... <laughs> the Alien goes around killing them one by one in very, very obvious setups. Yep, the um, the candles being blown out proved like, That was good. A good scene. That like, pulled me yeah. in. But yeah. that's like one in... And one, of the, and like the 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 one of the most uh, iconic shots of um, cinema history is um, her up against the wall with the uh, alien right up against her and the and the little alien mouth coming out. I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> oh, God. it's a no. really good time. Fuck no! Hear the music, Polly. You can feel it. Oh. The alien's face lowered towards hers. Its mouth opened to reveal two sets of teeth. The smaller, inner set pushed forward, dripping saliva on her face as she sucked in a fearful breath, every instinct telling her to beg and plead for it to save her, despite knowing that it would be futile. The creature forced its smaller mouth inside of her own. Her jaw ached being stretched so wide and she could feel the tail coil tighter inside of her as the alien thrust harder and faster, no longer caring to stretch her open. Her breast swayed more vigorously in time with every thrust and the alien's claw dragged down her skin to grip in a painful grasp. removed its mouth from her own, but her relief over the fact was short-lived when suddenly, her cunt clenching down around the monster's tail, she screamed a mixture of intense pleasure and intense hatred for the creature violating her. When it pulled out in one rough, swift motion, the ridges on its tail only heightened her uncontrollable orgasm. Man, alien fans are the most fucked. I don't care. Like, everyone, <laughs> everyone talks shit about bronies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what? 
I did not even have to go looking for that oh, nah. fan fiction. It was so easy to and find. I think it's because they're like, oh, well, Gaga did the um, thing, so it's like it's already halfway it, sexual. Oh, man, it's just big black penises, <laughs> which is not the name of this week's episode. Oh, man. <laughs> I was kind of hoping Charles was done would come in the end. <laughs> there was a lot there, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a lot to choose from. I just didn't have time to screen it down. So, um, like... Winding up this very very long movie, Charles just done dies like in a yeah trying trying to help out like he he gets the... I was generally sort of hoping he would he would make it and he just doesn't and but he gets the humanic drill from fucking No Country for Old Men mouth that the alien does a lot in Resurrection yeah yeah fuck we've got to stop talking about <laughs> <it in> Resurrection <laughs> um so the big the big reveal in this whole film um and what somewhat makes me sort of. I like this at the time it was, it was a big sort of revelation so Ripley uh, is she's got one inside her. she's basically been impregnated with one of the um, with the there's others. one inside of her yeah and um, it's the the, the whale and Yutani have come to pick her up and we see this guy walking towards he's got like you know very early 90s uh, glasses and uh, jacket on and we find out that it's Bishop. Oh yeah, but, not bit, but it's the it's the, it's the actual human version. It's um the alien versus predator. Version. I was going to say, you say who it is. You know who I am. You're a droid. Same model as Bishop. Sent by the fucking company. No, I'm not the Bishop android. I designed it. I'm very human. The company sent me here to show your friendly face. To demonstrate how important you are to us. To me. You just want to take it back. You want to kill it and take you home. Bullshit. You're wrong. We want to help. What does that mean? We're going to take that out of you. Keep it. Can't allow it to live. Everything we know would be in jeopardy. You don't want to take it back? Ripley. Time is important. Let us deal with the malignancy. We've got a surgical base set up on the rescue ship. Come with me. It's like <laughs> he cops a spanner to the head and his fucking ear falls off. Yeah. I could not concentrate for the rest of the film because I was like, his ear's gonna come all the way off. Yeah, so she um basically like she knows that he's basically gonna use her for all sorts of fucked up experiments. He's going to make her write fan fiction. <laughs> so she she launches herself into the um, the molten metal and... She terminated gives, to herself. He gives her... He, he gives Cinema probably after um, Anakin Skywalker and Re- Revenge of the Sith. No, this one's a good <laughs> no. It's, it's, we'll play it right now. <laughs> and that's Lance Henriksen just... Oh, hamming it up so beautifully. I cannot remember how they resurrected her. And that's why another reason why I want to see Only Resurrection. I cannot remember how, like, they, they found... They, they were growing they her, They cloned her they basically from cloned her. something. And they'd fucked it up a heap of times, because that's the coolest scene oh, in fuck the movie yes. we're not going to talk about right now, but yeah. we will in the future. That alien at the end. Oh, my God. So, yeah, look, not... It's one of those ones where, in 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 my mind, it was so much better than what it was. We can't really recast this because, like, 
<laughs> no one's going to go near. You know, I'll recast with Hicks. <laughs> Put Michael Bean back in. What would you have done? Okay, let's, we'll do a new section. What would you have done differently? Like, if you were given free reign, would you have... Um... Space Marines show up halfway through. Yeah? Yep. They show back up. Uh, basically cut out all the lingering shots of the hallways. Like, I get it. You built sets. Yep. We've seen them. Yep. Like, just fuck off with that shit. And... Yeah, just tie it do reckon, up. Do you reckon maybe more than one alien? A hundred percent. Yeah, because this one, like, when Tribe, and that's where you're like going back to the first one. It's like I don't. I think once you've seen the amount they've got in um, aliens, when, once you, you see the you living need, wall, you need to go. You need to up it again, sort of thing. Um, I think we said back in our Alien versus Predator thing. The worst part of that movie is that we like in the trailer you saw all these aliens like just uh, like ascending a pyramid and you didn't get to see that many aliens. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe we should do fuck fart fight. <laughs> My favoriteely named segment of anything ever. I'd fuck. Who Charles. would you fuck? Who would you fart on? And who would you fight? I'd fuck Charles S. Dutton. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd fart on. Um... The special effects supervisor. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't there, so you couldn't. <laughs> and I would fight. Um, I would fight. Uh, you know, the only one I could take would probably be like the fucked up bishop. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would fuck Milky Bishop. I would fight uh, Newt's corpse. Oh, Jesus, because I know I would win. Maybe. I would fart on Sigourney's good eyes so that she got pink eye <laughs> and it evened out it might be less upsetting oh to me. Yes. And I would fuck yeah Charles S. Dalton because he fucking brings it just like he does in the film. Legion. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't look into that. Oh my god. Is that wasn't it priest? <laughs> we couldn't remember, I still can't remember now. <laughs> so what would you give this out of nineteen? I'm sorry, but this is a four. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine just because I do have some some good moments in this, but yeah, it was it was not how I how I remembered it. It was, yeah, it was... in some of, like re- reading through my fucking notes that I made watching this. It's just an angry man's fucking. It's a new metal album because I was so angry, but I did write three better part threes: Spider Man three. Oh fuck you! Matrix Revolutions, the see. Jesus allegory one. And the last stand, the X Men oh, movie. It's and the thing is, like you'll see, um, you know how like a bunch of these movies, like you'll you'll fly a flag for because they're like, no, 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 like you know, you're just comparing it to Aliens and Aliens. You shouldn't do that, like you know. Um, nope. No, like this this is actually just a pretty shit film. Like yeah. it's just a really badly made film. Like, and that's what's so annoying is is you have like one of the best franchises, top five franchises of the of cinema history and they they fucked up and I'm not going to put a David, David Fincher's feet because nope. like, he did so much that he could do like, he's never actually watched it, it's pretty much he's never watched the final cut of this it's 100% the same thing that happened I know it's a lot less credible to a lot of people this is exactly what happened with Edward Norton and the Hulk movie yeah um, they totally just took it off him and re-edited it and yeah yeah he when they released the quadrilogy pack which is seriously one of the most loaded DVD sets in the history of the world. Off oh, the alien one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's the only director that flat out refused to be involved. Even Uncle James came back. Um, I so quick story about that is um, when I started working uh, at Blockbuster again, I did a couple of years off, um, and I finally had money again. That was one of the first things I bought, and I paid for my Alien quadrilogy 
$140. Oh. So this is 2003. Would have just come out. Like, just... They would have just released this, and it was in, like, the... um the really nice cardboard case and all that stuff is like every movie had a special edition and then there was like a bonus disc as well and I'm just like and I was like ah oh. I'd, I'd be in that pov mode of like going I can't afford that sort of stuff and I find that money I'm like and I think everyone I knew at the time just looked at me like how can you spend that much on I spent I spent $105 on They Live to be imported <laughs> and it was in just a black plain DVD cover with like a photocopy type <sighs> jacket do you know the most unforgivable thing? Autoplay. There was nothing on the disc. It was oh, literally just God. the movie started when you put it in. And I still have it to this day and it still upsets the fuck out of me. And also, even though it's not supposed to, I'm pretty sure I got it through Stomp or someone that yeah, I, yeah. like should have done me right. It actually locked one of my old laptops region <laughs> out. Fuck. Even though much like when we did Alien yeah, vs. Yeah. Predator... Because it had some, like, ghost coding that totally fucked up my old laptop. Well, and, like, I will say this, like, back in the day, kids, when you, you know, you spend $140 on a, on a DVD box set, you watch every fucking minute of it, and I've watched every fucking minute. Like, the, the special edition um, uh, dockers that go along with the first and second films, so good. The special edition doco with Aliens yep. is as enjoyable and cool as the movie. And it's like an hour and a half. It's, it's, a, it's a long... It's like, I fucking love watching the bit where they had a go at um, Cameron for not understanding tea breaks. I like... And also, they're not legally allowed to mention James Rema because actually yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in it as fucking... But this kid. is at a time when I, and when I first watched this, I didn't know who it was and I was like... Tr- like I, it was only like last year that it yeah, actually yeah, came out yeah, who yeah. it was. Yeah, so um, yeah, look, um, I think that and like when the, the Star Wars Blu-ray came out was probably the most I've paid, you know, for, for a DVD box set but then like when you get it home... You know, watching these, like, the Jedi out- outtakes and stuff like that, it's like, fuck, this is weather. I still remember the sticker on one of the Lords of the Rings where it's like, 12 hours of extra content. I'm like, not for me, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my friend took over Return of, brought over Return of the King and, like, I was like, there's fucking four hours of this movie, I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to catch up with us, uh, check us out, Days Video Graveyard, on Instagram, Facebook, and Gmail. Um, let us know what you're thinking, let us know if there's anything you want us to cover. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry.